Okay, welcome Silvana to No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So we're here today to learn about your fitness journey. So it's I would like to say it's a pleasure because it is the first time I have got an Australian person on my show. So welcome. Oh, thank you. And, wow, that's a bit of an honour. And it's an extra special episode because this is actually episode 50 that will be published. Yay! Congratulations <laughs> to you. So so welcome. Um, and for our viewers, um, just give a wee brief intro of who you are and what you're currently doing. Okay, my name is Silvana. I'm aged 49. I've I've got an autobiography that's come out and it's actually done quite well in the UK. It was ranked, actually um, ranked number three for um, one of the top countries that I've been buying my book. I'm a bodybuilding mum. I have a little boy who's aged five and I'm an ex, I'm an ex-boxing coach. Um, so I was with Costa Zoo, for, if people know who he, who he is. Um, his son at the moment, Tim, is fighting. But I was in that academy from 2005 to 2015. And I actually um, taught a lot of the boys, novice fighters, to go into their first fight. And I was in the corner. I taught classes. Um, now I've got I'm my own business. I'm a fitness mum. I coach, I do, I'm trying, I'm getting my online business up and running now. I've got the website I just launched on actually Friday, just passed. Ah, congratulations. So the main purpose of you coming on this podcast is to discuss your book. So so let's talk about that. So my book, which Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Lioness. <laughs> yeah, it's my book. It took four years, actually four years for me to write that book. Um, I actually, what happened was I used to own a shop back, um, if people know Sydney at all, King Street, Newtown, very quirky. Um, I used to have a shop there. It was both, it was selling both menswear and women's wear. And a lot of people who used to come and frequent the shop and talk to me all the time used to always say, Sil, you should always write a book. And it always stuck in the back of my mind that, you know, one day I'm going to write a book because people kept telling me I should write a book. And then when I fell pregnant and I was six months pregnant, um, my doctor told me at six months I couldn't work anymore, I couldn't do anything. He, he said either basically you had to be, yeah, you had to look after yourself at home, be bedridden, or I'm going to place you in hospital for three months because I almost lost my son at 25 weeks. So coming from someone who was fit, talk boxing, I was bedridden. I couldn't even go for a walk around the block. So I thought, what am I going to do with my time? I can't just sit, you know, yeah. watch TV. I wrote a book. I sat and wrote a book in that time. And it took me four years. Like I wrote it completely by myself. There was no, I didn't have any ghostwriters, no one like that. I actually had, once it finished, I actually had um, 27 knockbacks from publishers. Wow. I didn't stop. Yeah, I didn't stop until I found a publisher in South Australia, back here in, 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 here in um, Australia, um, in Adelaide, where he actually took on the book because it fitted his publishing house. And, you know, he said he really enjoyed my book. So they edited it and, yeah, it didn't take much for them to do the editing and I the book was released in 2019. 
but it's only in the last six months that my book is starting to get recognised. And it, I've, and people kept telling me, especially talking to other writers, that books don't get recognised, especially ones that no one knows about until maybe a, maybe a couple of years later. And yeah. it's only, yeah, last six months, my book, especially in the UK, where people are starting to recognise, um, yeah, like read the book. Ah, fantastic. So it's about my life. It's, it's yeah. basically about my life, what I went through, because I'm... Um, my background is um, Middle East, uh, I'm Lebanese and I speak fluent Arabic. So I grew up in the 70s and 80s and it was quite harsh. I was torn between two cultures, the Australian culture and the Lebanese culture and trying to decide, you know, where I fit, you know, yeah. in this culture. Okay. okay. So, you know, uh, on that subject, so being Lebanese uh, and living in Australia, did you find having any challenges growing up? Yeah, I found a lot of challenges because of, um, of my background. English wasn't my first language going to school. Yeah. Um, I had to repeat kindergarten. So my first, yeah, kindergarten at five years old, I had to repeat because I couldn't speak English. Um, I struggled with the English language quite a lot during primary school, but here I am now. I can speak fluent English and I can speak fluent Arabic. But no. I, I found a lot of challenge. It was hard for me to um, to have friends. I, I found it hard to fit in sometimes. But like now, it's like, you know, you make your own mark, you do what you want. I don't have, yeah, I'm not there to please people. I'm there to look after the family. And my dad always said to me, you can count the friends you have on, on one hand. And he was quite right. Nah, totally. I totally it's get not that. About the, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. Exactly. So let's talk about, you know, how did it become that fitness became your life? Fitness? Um, it's, I talk about it in my book. Um, fitness has always been part of, part of me. Um, going through school carnivals, I was a fast sprinter, Um my father frowned on me doing anything like that because he believed, like, because I was a firstborn and I was a female, that my duty was to go to uni. <laughs> he wanted me to have to go straight to uni. He didn't want me to, you know, flutter around with the, the sports. He didn't believe in it. And it was quite a shock when I um, actually left Australia in t when at age 21. I went overseas and boxing, um, I actually met a heavyweight champ because I lived in Las Vegas for four years and he kind of changed my whole perspective on boxing and I took up boxing in Vegas. Wow. And if you don't mind me asking, who was that heavyweight champ? I met Mike Tyson. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So it was Mike Tyson who, yeah, probably doesn't know he made an impact, but yeah, he made an impact. Um, with a few chats that we had when he used to frequent the shop that I used to come in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, after, you know, speaking to Mike Tyson, um, how, how did it become that you, you pushed yourself to get involved with boxing? I, I pushed myself. Um, after seeing him fight, um, I thought, you know, what a great way for a woman to learn self-defence, um, to be confident, to be strong. Um, I, I just wanted to look after myself a bit more, especially being overseas and, I just went into a boxing gym over there, signed up and learnt. And then in 98, I left 
USA, um, Vegas, and I came back to Australia and box fit was starting to come out here. So mm. I actually um, ended up teaching box fit in like in local gyms. But then I ended up doing bodybuilding. So I ended up swinging into bodybuilding and I actually did quite well in it. But then I stopped because of a few challenges that I had. Yeah. And um, I went back into boxing. Yeah. So would you say your preference overall for fitness is boxing rather than bodybuilding? Uh, back then, yeah. But now because of my age, um, I still box, but yeah. not. I'm focused more on the on the weight training because yeah. I'm getting ready now for my last comp in September this year. Okay. Um, and for yourself, so have you got a strict nutrition plan that you follow yeah. just now? Yeah, I'm on a diet. Not so much. I wouldn't say a diet at the moment. I'm on a nutrition plan at the moment um, yeah. just to get me ready. I have, I have been since the end of last year. And just to get me ready um, because I did sports last year and now I'm stepping up into figure. So if people don't know what, um, if they're like listening to this now. So figure is exactly what men do with holding and poses, but women do it. So we got to strike the pose with the front double bicep, yeah. um, back double bicep. So that's where I'm stepping into. So my aim is to put on size naturally because I'm a natural bodybuilder. bodybuilder. Nah, fantastic. And then if I could ask you, what's your favourite part of your week within your fitness week? The one thing that you do? But for training? Yeah. I actually like training my back. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, that I like training. me yeah got you perfect <laughs> so i'm on my phone now nah, it's <laughs> all phone. Good. okay <laughs> technical delays there um okay <laughs> okay so you were chatting about how you love to train your back yeah i love training my back but i do have set um like like for for an example monday would be my quads I only train my muscle groups once a week. Um, okay. I used to train days a week. I've dropped it down to five. I keep it very basic because as you get older, um, you, you want to make sure that you're looking after the bones. You don't, you don't want to be like burning yourself out really quickly, especially when I've got a comp coming up. I, I want to ease into it. Okay. And you were talking about your, your competition. So when in September is that going to be? You know, I uh, 25th in September and Fitness Australia, they're, they're holding their first event in April um, and I'm going to be doing Fitness Australia in September. So if I do well in that, 
and apparently you can get your pro card. And if I get my pro card, I go to Gold Coast to compete as a pro. Ah, fantastic. So you've obviously, you've, you've set your goals for this year. I've set my goals for this year. Ah, fantastic. And for yourself, we, we spoke earlier on nutrition slightly, um, but what's your favourite uh, post uh, snack or drink? Oh, my, after I train? Yeah, so what's your favourite uh, What's your favorite thing to, to eat or drink? Well, at the moment, I've got myself onto ASN's Pro Treat. It's like a, a dessert. It's just a powdered dessert. You put water in it, you mix it, and it's like a yogurt. It's nah. like a really yogurt, and you just pour in the berries. So that's my little treat to have at night. Nah, good. And, and ice, ice cream I can have once a week. <laughs> Nah, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just to ask, so how was for yourself, obviously being a fitness mum, um, how was the pandemic for yourself? Obviously, everything was closed, etc. Look, it's been it's been difficult. Last uh, when was it? Even, yeah, last year we were in lockdown for three months. Um, we came. We went into lockdown in July and came out of it in uh, just uh, yeah in the mid October. Look, it's difficult. Um, my my son doesn't understand. He understands COVID, but it's just hard. They're locked up, and he, he has a few special needs and he's ADHD diagnosed. So yeah. trying to have him not crawl up too many walls is really hard. Um, we were allowed to go out for a walk. So taking my son out for a walk and actually showing him how to breathe because it helps, especially with kids like that, it helps them um, to so they're not overwhelmed. So I took him around. We did a lot of walks around our neighbourhood. Our neighbourhood has a lot of um, beautiful tracks, rivers. Um, we actually have the National Park, um, the Royal National Park right across um, the railway station from us, so we can actually walk there into into the actual national park. Ah, that's really good. Um, and then for yourself, um, what's your opinion on mental health and exercise? Uh, it's very important. I suffered for um, postnatal depression when I had my son for many months. I didn't recognise it at all. I didn't even know I had it. Um, I was just going. It wasn't until the doctor. I went to see the doctor. And the doctor actually asked me if I was okay. He goes, yeah. And that's when I realised, oh, okay. No one's really asked me if I was okay. And, yeah, he asked me the one thing that I would, would like to do that would set my soul on fire again and wouldn't make me just bounce bounce back up. At, um, and I thought, okay, well, I competed in 2001 and I only did two cots, but I did so well in them because I, I had a really – a coach that didn't guide me um, and that's one of the main reasons why I became a coach I had a coach who just left me afterwards um, and I went through a real bad eating disorder because it's very hard to explain if you're not if you're not in the fitness world or in the bodybuilding world um, reverse dieting and at once when you've got a bodybuilder or someone that's dieted for so long and then they stop they, they come to and do their event. They're in a really big high. And after that day, they're coming down on a low. you got to make sure that's when a coach really has to be there for the athlete because that athlete could just go off, 
go off the rails. Like they, you can put on weight within a few days, about five to ten kilos. Yeah. Because you've been on a very strict diet and you need to, to reverse diet and people don't understand how important reverse dieting is. And I didn't have that. And I had an eating disorder for almost a, a year, year and a half, and I got myself out of it. Um, and that's why I find it's, um, for me, mental health is really important because I went back into bodybuilding after I had my son and I was 45 years old. Wow. So it was a six gap from 2001 to yeah 2017 so okay. I haven't looked back so it really has helped me and no. it's helped me to help like the people that I love around me like my son you know to be the best that I can no nah, totally and for yourself do you have any bad habits that you would normally do throughout the week within the gym environment my bad habits um look I I've like I I've, you know what I have binged in the past with eating habits but that's just yeah that's just the cycle but you know you get back once you're on a good diet and you get back on that mindset you just gotta believe in yourself um I, I'm very determined and I'm very stubborn I think that's I'm very <laughs> stubborn and I'm very white um you either like me hate me like yeah it's like yeah, I, I don't put a guard up, but I think for a lot of people, I, I, can't, I can come out as a bit intimidating. Um, like with my best friend, she when she first met me, she thought I was just, you know, an utter snob and, you know, she gave me the no deal. And after conversation with me, that kind of all changed and we're the best of friends. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I get, for me, I'm really strict on myself at times. Okay. And if I can ask you, what's your pet hates within health and fitness? My pet hates with health and fitness. Um, like when there is no set diet, you know, I believe in having a balance. The only time a person is really dieting, if they've got an event or they're an athlete and they're going into something, I don't try, I don't really like to use that word diet. Um, I like to use the word nutrition. So my, yeah, and just, um, I think a lot of people, I always say to my clients, please don't look at things on Instagram, social media. There's a lot of information that's, that's not fact. Um, you should be getting information from coaches or actually reading up on actual, um, websites that do us, you know, a scientific based. Yeah, I'm scientific. Like I go on scientific base. I'm not into, you know, what's the newest fad? Let's, you know, chase up this new fad. I'm not into that at all. Yeah. I don't I have Instagram. I just post what I've got to post and I'm off it. And that's yeah. it. I don't have anything. And I always tell my clients, stop looking at things that are not, you know, that that are not um, correct information. Yeah. And obviously you mentioned earlier you are 49. Okay. Sorry, what was that? So obviously earlier you mentioned that you're 49 years old. 49. Okay. What age do you feel? What age do I feel? Yeah. Oh, I feel, oh, I've, yeah, I think because I, you know what? It's not what how I feel. It's actually what it is, is I've trained and I've kept fit. I've partied hard. Don't worry. Most of my, <laughs> I've had 
years of partying hard in my late 30s because I'm a late bloomer. But it's that I've kept, I knew nutrition, I, I looked after myself, not, you know, physically, mentally. Like I, I knew when I was hitting a low and I needed to get back up and, you know, look after myself. That's all contributed to, to how fit I am now. Um, but I feel like I'm in my early 30s. Ah, good, good. <laughs> I always get people with that question. <laughs> did you get me with that question? <laughs> yeah, I do, did. I do. <laughs> so you did. For, your, for yourself, uh, Silvana, what's your yeah. best memory of your fitness journey so far? My best memory of my yeah. fitness journey? Ah, oh, that's a good one. Um, after a year getting into bodybuilding, um, I actually was selected to represent Australia in Singapore in 2018. So it took me um, a year and a half to actually represent um, Australia. I was 46 and my little one was only about three, I think. Yeah, three. So I went to Singapore to represent Australia and I placed second in Miss Universe. That's something I'll never forget. That was an experience. Now, fantastic. And for yourself, What's the best compliment you've ever received? The way I'm my age. I don't yeah. look my age. Nah, totally, totally yeah. get that. I, people believe that I'm turning 50 this year, that I have a five-year-old too. <laughs> okay. And for yourself, uh, obviously, obviously you've done boxing, you've done... Um, you know, bodybuilding, but you're still training at, you know, 49, you're coming up for 50, but how would you say you are unique to other trainers? Um, my age, the fact that I'm a mum, a mum later in life with a, with a young boy, um, that I'm also a mum who's dealing with a little boy with challenges. So, I see things differently, you know. I've got a lot, my, sometimes my patients, but, yeah, I see things a bit differently than most most coaches. Um, I've been coached before by other coaches and I just didn't like their style, the communication, there was none. I have a lot of communication with my clients. I don't just check in with them on one day. I actually check in on a lot of my clients during the week, seeing how they're going. Yeah. They can just pick up the phone and message me, you know. I'm very relaxed that way. No, good. Like always, that that makes me different, and that's for me. That's coming from customer service, from um, being a retail manager, having my own business in in retail. So I've had that. So I make sure I've got that customer service still. You know, that's just embedded in me. No, fantastic. And we were speaking earlier of your book. Um, where can people get your book? Obviously, we mentioned Amazon. Um, oh, you. Sorry, you can get it on my website now um, through Dr. Um, Z Publishing. Um, if you Google my name, it's coming up. My book can be bought on most um, online retailers. There's a couple of companies also, retail stores online in the UK. Bove, I think, was one of them that's selling my book. Waterstones, I think uh, they're UK. Yeah. Yeah, they're selling my book. Um, Booktopia. Nah, fantastic. It's just so obviously we can get a bigger reach for our, for our audience and so we can get your book selling out. 
Yeah, um, Amazon is definitely one. Um, Kindle, Google Play. Okay, and one more. Well, we've still got two or three questions and then we'll round up. Um, so obviously you've released your book, right? And it's, you know, it's a paper copy and it's available on Kindle. But would you maybe consider in the future making that an audio book? Yeah, I've actually researched um, doing that. It's just um, getting the time, the studio and me to actually <laughs> read it. Yeah, okay. No, that's... No, it would it'd be good to uh, hear it in audio form. Um, I know for myself personally, um, reading a book, I can't always take it in. But if I go out running or if I'm in the car, if I'm listening to an audio book, it goes in there. Yeah, yeah. That's my next thing, actually, putting it into an audio. Ah, good. And I'm going to give you quick fire questions. Um, but I'll, I'll slow it down because of my accent. <laughs> um, so, cardio or weights? Weights. Okay. Crossfit, yes or no? So, what was that? Crossfit. Crossfit, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you tried it before? Yeah. Yeah. Not my cup. Nah. Okay. What about butties? Burpees, hell no. <laughs> Most people hate them. <laughs> I don't like them. Okay. And if I put it in another context, um, if you were training someone, would you give them burpees? No, I don't. No. I don't give burpees. Okay. And then this will be your big one here. So squat or deadlift? I prefer the deadlift. No, nah, good. Love it. Okay. And then if I can ask you, where would, where do you see yourself in the next year to, to five years within health and fitness? Oh, just making a bigger brand, um, people getting to know who Silvana Gussain is. Um, hopefully maybe writing a fitness book because I'm thinking now this year I'm going to be writing a second book and it would be doing, uh, it will be basically the fitness and health. So people know who I am now, well, books out, they know, my story now it's now talking about the health and fitness nah fantastic and just before we round up what advice would you give to anyone starting out and um, health and fitness for the first time uh working in it or wanting to try wanting to train yeah both if, if they wanted to become a trainer or or just stepping into the gym for the first time okay. So my advice is I've had a few clients, mums, who have never stepped into the gym or haven't been in a gym in a few years, even dads. I've been training males also. Um, some of them have been really scared to get in, but you just need to have an open mind. Do not worry about what the next person is doing in that gym. They're all worried about themselves. At the end of the day, they're in there they're doing their thing. You just got to do go in there if you're not sure. That's what coaches are there for. You make sure you find yourself a good coach who can guide you um, and give you a good plan and good nutrition. And once you have that, you're all set. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about what is going on around you. Um, just worry about yourself. And that's nah. what I have. You're stepping into a gym or no matter what training what, what training facility you're going. Um, and what was the ne next one you asked me, the so, second question? Uh so if 
for example, somebody brand new who wants to become a trainer um, and get involved in health and fitness for the first time? So if you want to become a trainer, I just say just go out and do it. Knowledge is power. You have to have knowledge, especially when you're trying to uh, when you're talking to your clients. I've studied quite a bit now in a especially in lockdown. I didn't just sit there twiddle my thumbs and put myself on Netflix all day every day. Um, I actually studied, so I did a lot of study with nutrition, with coaching. Um, I just finished my pre and postnatal training because I've had a few women who are pregnant or after pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I just say to the trainers, just go in there, start small, find yourself a small gym. Don't start off in a big commercial gym. You can start off in the studio gym, um, but start small and work your way up and gain yourself your clients because trust is everything. If you can't gain trust in a client, then forget it. No, totally. Um, but no, it's been awesome having you on. Um, Savannah, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing your, your book and your brand expand in the next year, next two years. Um, but before we round up, do you have any questions for myself? Uh, for you, where do you see yourself in a year or two? Well, it's, it's actually um, in the next year or two, um, I plan to build my podcast, um, continue and interview lots of people from all over the world. Um, as I said, so this is episode 50. Um, but I also work at a commercial gym as well. And I work at a private gym. Um, so I've always, I'm always very, very busy. Um, so who knows? I've been involved in health and fitness now since 2014, 2015, um, officially. I had my weight loss in 2013 and that's what pushed me on. But for me, I just want to become more knowledgeable um, within health and fitness and help people, um, you know, get their fitness goals. So, you know, probably I may still be in the exact same position, still in a commercial gym, still podcasting and, you know, still at a private gym. You know, that's, that's fine with me because I'm still helping people on a daily basis. Well, I just think what you're doing is amazing. That's really good what you're doing. Um, just finding just real, as your podcast is, real inspiring people. It's yeah. good. No, totally, because, um, you know, if you think about it logically, you know, it doesn't have to be a fitness story. Um, everybody's got a story. Um, you know, there is... 7 billion people on this planet we've all got a story so that's a hell of a lot of interviews that I've got to do <laughs> uh, but no, no. no thank you Silvana thank you so much thank you for having me on the show